0: Hey, everybody, this is 40 with Corey and Richie. Um, But before we get into the show, you've heard us talk about DraftKings. You can't really do it here in the state of Arizona, so this is for all of our listeners outside of the state. But they are the leader in daily fantasy sports and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from – basketball to golf and draft kings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action
1: it's simple on how you play of course outside of the state of arizona all you got to do is draft your lineup whether it's full of nba stars nhl stars or even your favorite golfers just make your lineup make sure you're under the salary cap that's associated with drafting them And you may be able to win a bunch of money. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users all across every sport. DraftKings is the leader for daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action outside of the state of Arizona.
0: Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That is code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I'm Corey Crenshaw.
1: I'm Richie Suave Flores.
0: And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave
1: on the Hockey Podcast Network.
0: My house sounds like it is um, in a slight tornado right now. There's a lot of wind and rain and things, and anything outside of sunshine just feels weird here in Arizona anymore because of the fact that we haven't had a an actual monsoon during the summer in a long time. So I forget what it's like to have wind and rain and thunder outside of my house. Um, but somewhere downtown, where it is apparently not having these same issues is my wonderful and amazing co-host, per the usual, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing?
1: Hello, Corey. I'm doing wonderful today on this fine Saturday night that we are recording on. Even though the Coyotes lost again, unfortunately, I mean, in overtime. they, they got a point, though. Yeah, but it still, like, leaves a bitter taste in your mouth.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all going to come down to this last game. Um, this matinee. So hopefully you guys are listening to um, this episode before um, the Monday game today as as this episode comes out. So, Or otherwise you will have already known how Monday's episode, or episode Monday's uh, game goes. You'll know if the Coyotes have won the seventh game or not. It's, it's funny because I think no matter how this last game goes... Both teams are just going to be so excited not to be playing each other anymore.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you could tell that both of the teams are just, like, sick of each other at this point. Like, yeah, you can tell listening to Rick talk it after games. It's, you could tell they're just like, we we want to move on. Like, we're, kind of, we're sick of playing the same team over and over now. Uh, and it's going to happen again, like you said, today in the afternoon game. So, on President's Day, so happy President's Day out there to all the presidents is that what you do on president's day you wish all the presidents happy president's day is that what you do
0: they just they combined all the birthdays you know it's it's i compare it to being like um you know once you hit a certain age and then your family members try to combine people all in like a certain month or a certain couple months they're like oh we'll just celebrate everyone's birthday on this day right it really doesn't count it's kind of cheaping it out but rather than having like you know to name each president individually and like have to have each of their birthdays honored and then on top of it like there's some presidents that are liked and some presidents that aren't liked. they just have one full day for all of them and all their birthdays and uh that, that's basically what it is. So it, it's essentially, I, I guess, supposed to be, like, a, a birthday party. So why haven't we all been having birthday parties for all these years? Shouldn't we have had, like, cupcakes when we were kids in class or something? I feel gypped.
1: <laughs> well, it is a federal holiday, so usually there is no school on President's Day.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. That's touche. Okay, never mind. But, I mean, like, still, we should have gotten one on, like, the Tuesday after we got back, or something. It's just, I guess ex- we did get
1: It's yeah. just an excuse to get an extra day off, I guess. Which is never
0: a bad thing, honestly. I mean, I don't know how many um, places actually give President's Day off, though. Like my work does not give me President's Day off.
1: That is crap. I only have seven holidays. Yeah, I think the
0: entire year how many there are normally I
1: I think I think I heart President's Day is a holiday I think but they still do radio shows I I'm not sure I completely forgot it was a holiday until I just mentioned it here on the show
0: <laughs> Well it was funny because like I had heard like people like taking it off cuz their kids were off but I didn't it didn't occur to me like oh if their kids were off it's probably a holiday didn't even like phase me it's funny i had more conversations with people about valentine's day which obviously isn't a federal holiday or anything it's um already happened if you guys are listening to this episode um but it was funny a lot of people were asking me like oh any big plans for valentine's day i have never been like a massive valentine's day person like i celebrated it a little bit more back when like I was in like high school, early college-ish, but like still not, not anything like, you know how people will go like all out and they go to dinner and they do all these things. It, like what I'm doing is my boyfriend and are getting up tomorrow morning and going on a hike. That's the most romantic thing we'll be, we'll be doing all day long.
1: That's uh, that's actually, yeah, that's a fairly nice plan. I uh, I have a rant about Valentine's Day. I don't know if I should do it or not, because it might make, pe- make people mad.
0: I, I mean, it, it's probably the same thing that Scotty has. Scotty thinks it's like a, a, a cash grab holiday.
1: Exactly! Thank you. Thank you, Scott. He's 100% right. Now, I say this as a single, single person, so the holiday not quite meant for me at all one bit. But... I agree with Scotty here, which is you shouldn't have one day to be super nice and be and and uh, give your love to your significant other. You have 365 days a year to do that. And if you're ain't doing it 365 days a year, then whoever you're with doesn't deserve to have that one really nice day to begin with. It's a corporate stupid holiday that makes no sense. It's just for people to make more money by being, buying stupid Christmas cards, not Christmas cards, car, Valentine's Day cards, and chocolate, <laughs> and flowers. It's ridiculous and stupid. So, Sporty Nation, take it from this single guy. If you do not love your significant other the other 364 days a year, you suck. Be a better person. End of rant.
0: Hey, listen to that, ladies. Suave will love you 365 days a year. Give him a call. Slide in his DMs on Twitter. You know where to find him. But I mean, that that was that was pretty good. Yeah, no, I I don't know. I think it's funny because when I was single, it was like, you know, all of my friends were always like oh, we're doing this and we're doing that and it's amazing and wonderful and blah, 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 blah. And I always just thought like, you know, it just made you feel bad as the person who was single. But then once I wasn't single anymore, it wasn't, it wasn't like what it was hyped up to be. It was like, oh, okay. It's, you know, and, and it could be the fact that um, Scuddy Night's anniversary is April 27th. So Um, it's really not that far off from Valentine's Day. So most of the time when Valentine's Day is around, we're plotting what we're going to do for our anniversary. So we don't even like think about it. We're thinking like a couple months ahead. So I don't know. I have never really been that type of person though. I'm not the like oh, it's Valentine's Day, so you need to shower me with, like, gifts and affection type of person. I would much rather be showered with, like, gifts and affection because I've actually, like, achieved something in my life or, um, you know, as, like, a just-because type of a thing. I- I've never really been the whole Valentine's Day person. I don't know why. And it's funny because, like, my parents used to always, like, give me presents, like, as a kid, like like, little things and then we'd always have dinner together and that seemed more appropriate to me it was con- it was like just showing love for everyone in general like the people that you love in your life rather than a uh, like a corporate holiday of just like being with your I hate this word but like quote-unquote lover like it it always just sounds weird like they always use the word like lover in like a situation that he's like when, in like uh you know murder mysteries and stuff when they're like well, and then he was seen get it going into a hotel with his lover. Um, but basically I feel like um, Valentine's Day is just kind of a day that you should just show love to everyone around you. It should just be a, a day of being like nice to people and not just the person that you're in a relationship, but like everyone you're around and the people that you love the most.
1: I, I tend to, I, I can kind of agree with that. So I may be your curmudgeon when it comes to the stupid Valentine's Day thing, but as long as it makes you happy, I guess that's all that matters. I think I'm still just bitter from the last couple Coyotes games, actually. I think that's why I'm so worked up. So I'm going to credit that as the reason why I'm so worked up tonight.
0: You're going to credit that? You're not going to credit... That Steve Sullivan is now gone and we have no idea why. Or, you know, that we can't, me and you can't do an interview in THPN without having to hear something about um, Chica. I, I'm, I'm a little bit like, I'm about ready to like move on from all of that. You know? I'm just, I feel like it's so haunting. Because every single time, it doesn't mean to be, get brought up, but it's like, talking about our, you know, the Coyotes and the rebuilding, and then always comes back to, like, oh, well, you know, you guys can get these draft picks, and it's like, no, we don't have them. (laughs) They're not there. They've been taken and put into timeout, and we have to buy our way back into getting those that are taken from us. So... Um, I just feel like every single time we get into a conversation with someone, it's constantly like, oh, yeah, no, by the way, our rebuild, we have a nice little hurdle we have to jump over before that rebuild really gets the point we want it to be at. So uh, I'm I'm kind of frustrated about that, to be honest with you.
1: So we're both fired up on this episode. I like it. That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean... If you're not fired up after six games against the St. Louis Blues, where this coyotes team has been both magnificent and terrible at the same time, then you have no emotions.
1: It's been a roller coaster of a series, that's for sure. Like it's it's been basically six different games and most of them I'd say were essentially one goal games right minus a couple of empty netters and 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 the like but other than that it's been back and forth up and down both teams very equally matched and so it makes sense that after the six games so far that they would be tied at exactly seven points apiece which going in If you would have told me that the Coyotes would get 7 out of 12 points in a six-game series against the St. Louis Blues, I would have taken that in a heartbeat. Because what were we saying going into this road trip that originally was going to include Minnesota and Colorado? It was, well, at least if they stay competitive and maybe get like, you know, 50-50 and get 500 points percentage, right? So, so far, they're doing that, and they have the chance to Continue that, obviously, on during Monday afternoon's game. Again, we're recording on Saturday, like you mentioned at the top of the show. So, if they can get eight or nine points out of this seven-game series, like, top-notch. Despite some of the ups and downs of the series and frustration and leaving some points on the board here and there, that's good against a team, as we're recording on Saturday night, has the most points in the Western Western Division right now. And he's a really good hockey team this year. Oh, and the Coyotes are still going neck and neck despite the fact that they're having some some odd injury issues and and guys coming in and out of the taxi squad like Rick Target was talking about after the game on Saturday night. So, overall, if you really think about it in the bigger picture, a couple of frustrating games to kick off this 11-game homestand for the Coyotes. But when you look at the bigger picture... More often than not, this team has been successful. And they've been the fact that they're really competitive against a really good team is, is a good sign for the rest of the season.
0: Speaking of guys uh, coming in and, and whatnot, um, props to Dryden Hunt for his first goal um, with the Coyotes. That was, a, that was a big goal at the time <laughs> when he scored it. So uh, props to him for coming in and, and scoring that goal.
1: Yeah, that was the goal that originally gave the Coyotes the lead, four to three in the third period on Saturday. So, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter, and I, I think I even in a text to you, I was like, "Man, they just need some freaking offense out of other players besides the short leash line," and they got that on Saturday. They got a big goal from Barrett Hayton, who, you know, I think you and I were texting about, and it's like. Like he's done, he's done nothing for the most part this season, right? He's only got, I believe, three points this year now. Only got two goals, and that shot is what Barrett Hayton does so well. Is the type of shot he he score on Saturday night, which wide open in the slot, bang right past Villy Husso, and the fact that you get goals from Dryden Hunt and Barrett Hayton, members of your bottom six, and then you, in addition to that, get goals from Connor Garland, obviously, and Nick Schmaltz, and that short leash line continues to produce offensively. You score four goals, you should win that game six times out of ten, seven times out of ten, if not more. I don't know if you caught it, but Fox Sports Arizona had a little stat in the third period after they scored the fourth goal, and I don't remember exactly what the record was, but it was something ridiculous in the last, since the 20, start of the 2018 season when the Cadets score four goals. They win, like, 80% of the time. And so... If they get four goals like that, you're gonna win most of the games. And unfortunately, tonight or on Saturday night, excuse me, they didn't. And I think that's what frustrates me so much is in games like that when you get your offense rolling and you outshoot the St. Louis Blues and you have the lead in the third period, you gotta lock it down. You gotta win those games. And unfortunately, they let one get away. In my opinion, on Saturday.
0: Oh, absolutely, and that's. Usually what we're talking about is their scoring lulls. And and as I've said before, normally, um, you know, your goaltender should keep you within three goals in that game. And so if you score more than three goals, you should be winning games. And that's what makes this so frustrating. It was nice to see a goal from Barrett Hayton um, as kind of of a redemption because of the fact that there was a goal-scored goal scored right before that where um, he was pickpocketed basically along the boards and uh, turned, in, it was a turnover that led directly into a goal. And he really hasn't been playing very well defensively. And um, there was a lot of defensive breakdowns in that game. Two of the goals, I will say, um, as, as much as there was a defensive breakdown with it, it wasn't as bad and I I – do feel like Ronta was part of the problem and were the last two goals. The last two goals I do believe he could have stopped and I think he would really like a second chance of those because they were were both um, were both goals I he I believe he could have stopped. And um, but the rest, it is very frustrating how how lack of defense really Caused those goals, whether it was from Barrett Hayton, you know, uh, having that turnover in the in the defensive zone, to um, it was uh, who was out there, Labushkin and OEL, um, basically just not skating back after a turnover and just letting the slot wide open for a shot. It just it's very frustrating to see these defensive breakdowns and these goals that should have been stopped by Ronta because of the fact that, you know, goaltending is something that's supposed to be holding this team in it. We're supposed to be worried about them, you know, scoring enough goals offensively. So getting to this point is not something that I don't really Sorry, think we... I'm having trouble hearing you. Oh, my my, my, my... my Siri definitely just thought I was talking to her. Uh, she apparently doesn't doesn't think that what I'm saying is right, though, because she's having a hard time hearing me, apparently. But um, so it's just frustrating because I think we all thought their biggest issue was going to be their scoring roles, not them being scored on.
1: Exactly, and that's exactly kind of what I was touching on. It's just frustrating that when you get your offense rolling and they do their job to not have your defense and goaltending also do it. Like, they didn't have to be perfect tonight, right? the deep, between Antti Ranta and your defense and and like you talked about some of the forwards in their own zone too they didn't have to be perfect tonight you make one less mistake and you win the hockey game but at the same time you know it's not just solely on Ranta it's just not solely on the defense too right like you said Ranta probably should have stopped a couple of those goals knowing that In the past, we've seen defensive breakdowns just like tonight on a regular basis in in Coyotes' losses, right? And a lot of times, if they're losing hockey games, it's because of defensive breakdowns. But more often than not, between Antti Ranta and Darcy Kemper, they're good enough to bail you out of those situations and only give up three goals, right? So... Ronti Ronta hadn't played in 10, game, 10 days, basically coming into Saturday night. I wonder how much of that game was was him playing with some rust, right? And he was coming off a little injury of some sort. We don't exactly know what. But you're, if you're the goaltender, right, it's your job to stop pucks. And he hadn't below 900 save percentage on Saturday. So he, he doesn't completely get the exculpatory like, oh, it's not his fault tonight two right like oh um it was all the defense's fault no it's it's both of their faults you can't give up five goals if you're the defense or the goalie and uh it that's what makes it so frustrating is we know this team can lock it down defensively and they didn't do it on saturday and they didn't do it on on friday night either right they there was another defensive zone mistake on friday night that allowed St. Louis to score that second goal in the third period, and that gave them ended up giving them the 4-1 win on Friday night, too. So, it's uh, just a lot of frustration on this Coyotes team right now in terms of defensive zone breakdowns, but I'd imagine this is like a one-off performance for Monty Ronta. Like, in the future, he's going to be just fine. I looked it up last season, he only gave up two, only two times in 33 games did he give up five goals or more, so... This is just a blip on the radar for Onteranta. I think he'll be fine. A lot of tonight, a lot of the Saturday game, I think was rust on his part. And um, Kyrie just got to learn from it, right? They just got to learn to to get better defensively. And we've seen this team do that. We've seen this team bounce back from performances where they struggle on their own end. So I'm still optimistic about this team. Like we got to keep thinking bigger picture. Like I mentioned earlier, just keep thinking bigger picture. This team is still. You know, in the like, let me like, let me open up the standings for a moment here, Corey, because if I am not mistaken, I believe they
0: are are you talking about in the division or in the league? I division, already have yes, right division. They yeah. are fifth. They have 14 games played. Um So it's it's interesting because Minnesota, right beneath them, only has played 11 games. Anaheim, right above them in fourth, has 15 games played. Colorado has 11 uh, Vegas has 12 and St. Louis and first um, has 15 as, as well as Anaheim. Those are the only two in the division that actually have 15 games played, but they have uh, six wins, six losses, two OT, 14 points, and they are at 500 percentage wise.
1: Yeah. So they're still, they're still hanging around, which is the important thing at the, Basically, we're basically just past the quarter pole of the season now. So, the again, they're still in it a quarter of the way through, and their schedule lightens up in a way, you could say, right? Because you're only going to have now one more, game, or one more game against St. Louis after Monday. You're only going to have four more games against Vegas. And then you still have a bunch of games left against L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim. So... That's where the doing is going to get doing here for the Coyotes. That's where they're going to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs is those games against L.A., San Jose, and Anaheim. And they got to stack up the points in those games, and that's how they're going to make the playoffs.
0: And also on a a brighter note, congratulations to Connor Garland for another kick-ass game. He has been so good this season. And, I mean, he got it off with a really hot start by scoring in the first 21 seconds of this game he definitely knows how to bring the hype and really knows how to bring the energy I do have to ask you though do you think when he got whacked in the face on Friday's game was it an accident
1: you know what's funny is we reacting live right as it happened I think everybody was like well what the hell's going on here right but in the day afterwards, it seems like it just has completely gone gone away, and I can't believe that there wasn't a penalty called on that. Connor Garland wasn't available after the game on Friday night, so we weren't able to ask him. I don't believe Coach talk was asked about it either.
0: He was he was asked um, tonight a little bit about um, them not that about basically about the Blues getting very chippy with Garland, considering the fact that they've now realized what an asset to the team he is and how um, they've been kind of beating him up a little bit and he said he was very impressed by the fact that Garland has this ability to just kind of get back up and and go back at it essentially and he said but he does need help from the refs occasionally that they need to help help the kid out because of some point you know enough is enough um he's like i'm glad they're letting him play and everything and that they're letting everyone play it out but at some point um they need to be helping him out because he's he's taking a lot from them because of you know where how they look at him now and i don't think um they were looking at him at the beginning of this series so i i think don't think you can accidentally just lower your stick like that out into the ice. Like, you know, how many times do you sit behind the bench with your stick sitting there and you're kind of aware of where your stick is most of the time? Like it's not the first time these guys ever sat on a bench, you know, how do you accidentally drop it enough to whack someone in the face?
1: Yeah, I don't necessarily think it was 100% intentional, but it wasn't an accident either. Does that make any sense?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It was I mean,
1: negligent. Like, That's what it was. That's the best word to describe it.
0: It makes sense. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, between all of the years of playing hockey, unless you're, like, not paying attention to what's going on and, and your stick just kind of falls in front of you, it's just kind of interesting because of the fact that they have been putting so much pressure on Garland and really trying to break him down because of the fact that he does things like come out in the first 21 seconds of the game and, and score a goal. So I I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. You can't ever um, know what people do or don't do, you know, like you don't know what's in people's head. It's just, I thought it was a little strange. Well, and the other thing I was wondering about, um, that whole thing is they get very testy about high sticks, right? So anytime there's a high stick and it hits someone in the face, you're, you're obviously already going to get two minutes. And then if there's blood, it's four. So they're very particular about that because of safety, obviously, like safety is a big deal. So, um... They're really big on if someone gets hit in the face, it's a penalty to try and cut down on the high sticks. However, someone skating by gets whacked in the face, and that's not a penalty. Like, how many times have people accidentally high stick someone in the face? Like, they didn't mean to. They're in the middle of a battle, and their stick came up high and hit someone in the face. Totally accidental, still a penalty. I don't understand how that's not deemed in the same vein, honestly.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, and I don't think we're ever going to find out the answer because it seems like Department of Player Safety isn't going to do anything about it at this point, unfortunately.
0: It, it just—it's—it's it's a very weird thing, and—and and I don't even know, um, you know, if anyone really cared too much about it. I feel like it hasn't been, like, directly talked about. It's been kind of roundabout talked about, but never, like, directly talked about. So who knows? But I I just thought we should probably talk about it here since no one else would. Why don't we talk about it on our podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely worth talking about because, it's like I said, it was quickly forgotten about by a lot of people. So I'm glad you you brought it up. But, uh, yeah, overall, would you say – quickly before we get to random shit to close out the show through the first six games. I, I I kind of gave my thoughts about this earlier in the show, but thumbs up or thumbs down through the first six games of the series for the Coyotes in terms of their performance.
0: I'd say thumbs up. They, they have really been shown to be fighters and I know this doesn't sound like a positive, but they are their own worst enemy. And, it, and that is actually a positive in the fact that they are, in some ways, beating themselves. And in this game, given there was a lot of um, exhaustion towards the end, like that very last goal um, in overtime, they weren't even skating at that point. They were just kind of standing around. They, they looked exhausted. But um, overall, a lot of times where they've lost these games was them beating themselves and the best part of beating yourself is that you can stop beating yourself it's it's much harder to try and create talent that isn't there it shows that there is talent there it's just um not it's just they're not always making the right decisions and not always making the smart decisions so if they can tighten up on those things it's it means very well for them for the rest of the season especially as you mentioned that they have a much lighter season going um going here forward
1: yeah and the good thing for the cavities is again after the game on monday they're going to have eight more games in a row at home so very 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 big opportunity for the coyotes to gain some more traction with some home cooking over the next couple weeks all right it is time to close out the show with some Random shit as I like to call it. I, I like the accent. I don't yeah, I don't know what that was. I Fancy. I don't yeah, I don't even know what I what kind of accent that was. I like to forget about it what that was. But we'll uh, move oh, on. Yeah. We'll you move know, on. We'll move on. We'll just we'll just dive into the to the story shit. So yes. Let's begin with a TikTok user who posted a TikTok where they received a note on their car. Have you ever left a note on somebody's car for whatever reason?
0: No. And the only time I've ever seen someone leaving a note on someone's car is A, if they hit their car. Or B, I've seen when people are like park in a handicapped spot, but people think they're not handicapped. And so they write on their like hate notes because they think they're not handicapped. Those are the only t- times I've ever even heard of people writing on people's car.
1: Well, you'd be 100% correct in this instance. Because this TikTok user received. A note on their car after the car was hit in a parking lot by the offender, and the person left a note on the car saying, "This. I'm sorry for hitting your car. It was an accident. I don't have money or insurance, but here is snacks. Sorry, spelled S O W W Y. Frowny face. Frowny face. Heart." And they Ow. left them a package of Ritz Bits cheese crackers.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! I I may, I may grab those crackers and and chuck them, literally like just throw them across the parking lot. I I would be pissed.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And and to write, shall like use uses W's sorry like like your a child uh, yeah I'd be pissed
1: our second story here to wrap up the show again goes back to our Ancestry DNA segment and the last time we brought you this a, a story from Ancestry DNA um, I b- believe it had something to do with like somebody who had like a, a long lost sibling or something like that. I believe. I just know Yeah, that...
0: usually ends up being like someone had an affair and someone's not the father or it's the father, you know, it's usually one of those things.
1: Well this one is fascinating because another TikTok user shared a video explaining a story where that has gained over three million views. She says that she used the money given to her for her birthday to get an ancestry kit because she's interested in her heritage. The website put her in touch with distant relatives all over the world and she began filling in her profile to create a family tree. But she says when she added her date of birth, the system said there was no one with her name born on that day and she said it led her to find her medical records in a cupboard and seeing I was 18 months old when I received my first vaccination in D- July 1997. But here's the problem. She'd always believed she was born in May 1998. My medical ret- record suggesting I was born in November 1995, she added, meaning I would be 26 this year instead of 23.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> How does that happen?
0: Wait, wait, wait. Is she with like her normal parents or is she adopted? Yeah,
1: yeah. as far as I know, she's with her, nor- her regular parents, right? And others, and people were very confused. One of the commenters said this. They were like, so she didn't go to school or daycare or anything? Because I know no one could think a five-year-old as a two-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: that's the other thing too, is how through your entire life, were you two years older and not known it, or or two or three? Which was, was she three years older? How how old was
1: she? It was basically three years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How can you be three years older and not know? I feel like, especially as a female, you would be developing a bit faster than those that that you know. Not that it doesn't happen, but like. Three years is kind of hard to hide. There's a huge difference between a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old.
1: Yeah, and uh, here's what she replied to in one of the comments. She said she's now, at her current age, is actually the size of her average 12-year-old. So it all doesn't make sense. She said in another comment that I look exactly like my parents, so I'm not adopted. (laughs)
0: but did so she didn't ask her parents about it like hey by the way why were you guys three years off she
1: may have but i and not in this particular story we don't get a resolution as or an explanation as to what exactly was going on here
0: (laughs) you can't just put that out there and then not say like what happened afterwards you have to be able to finish that i agree that's an evil cliffhanger. You gotta be able to tell us, like, what happened. How this is possible.
1: <laughs> I agree. Alright, that's that's it. That's my two stories I got this week.
0: Wow, that second one just, just pickled me. Like, I... I... I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Because I genuinely, I feel like... You gotta you, think. Between being, like... What is it, I'm, my birthday's in July, so I was always, like, the young person, so I wanted to say eighth grade is 13, but I guess it's technically seventh grade is is 13, so, like, the difference between being a seventh grader or a sophomore or junior in, in high school, massive difference. There's no freaking way, no way, like, I just, no, nope, I don't, I don't, I, I've, chosen not to believe
1: it <laughs> yeah there you go so there's your cliffhanger sporting nation for this week's monday episode um follow us on twitter and instagram for all uh, all the goodies and and whatnots there on on the internet that we have and uh follow cory on twitter at Corey nicole with two e's follow me at rflores 91 uh any last words before we go Where is her birth certificate?
0: I'm going to be thinking about this literally for um, probably only the next like 20 minutes. But I'm going to be thinking about it very deeply for the next 20 minutes.
1: (laughs) Good night and good hockey, everybody.